Love it. Love it. Seeing all those kids go down in the red and white, I'm super excited. Uh, they're going to be doing a great program coming up now, so uh, looking forward to all that. If you want to be involved in Kids Church in any capacity, talk to Pastor Rola. I'm sure she would love nothing more than to have some more volunteers. Uh, <laughs> we are going to uh, continue on in our series. We've got a couple more weeks left in this series of holiness, and um, I kind of chuckled last week because holiness last week we did on discipline, and um, I heard some groans, and I heard from a couple of people that they were expecting the discipline part uh, to be more about how we need to be disciplined in like losing weight or eating healthy, and everybody was kind of like panic stricken. So I had a bunch of people saying to me, "Oh my goodness, it wasn't about that." Well, I'm sorry, I hate to tell you, but next week will be on vigilance. So if you don't want to hear about being vigilant in your faith and holiness, you've been pre-warned, okay? So we will we will actually get to that next week, but this week we're going to talk about faith. Um, so when you think about faith, what is it that comes to mind? Anybody want to share, just yell out, it's okay to talk in church? Um, anybody want to tell me what do you think about when you think about the word faith? Anybody? Trust? Hope? Oh, I like this. This is good. Surrender. Surrender? Awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to raise my hand, so don't leave me hanging, because I don't want to be the only one who, who looks like, you know, sometimes we have... Um, we just think things that are maybe not spiritual or biblical. Um, has anybody, and I've already raised my hand, has ever, anybody ever looked at somebody else or put somebody else on a pedestal and thought, oh, they have so much more faith than I do? Don't leave me hanging. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, <for> honesty. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about faith and how we sometimes have this idea that we don't have enough faith, we can't carry enough faith, other people have more faith than me, I'm such a loser, my faith is so blah. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, um, but first I want you to turn to um, Hebrews 11 or 12, we're going we're gonna to go there in a moment, but just get your Bibles working um, to find Hebrews 12, actually we'll go there first. I want you to think about, um, in, in Hebrews 11, it's actually, um, it's, it's called the faith chapter. Some people call it the faith wall. Um, in that chapter, the writer talks about all of these great people of faith in the word of God. So we hear about Moses, who delivered people from slavery. We hear about Abraham who was the father of many nations. We hear about Sarah, who had a baby at like 195, not quite, but you know, she was old. She was stinking old. Um, we hear about the walls of Jericho, how Joshua and his Israelites marched around that city that was apparently unpenetratable, and they marched around and the walls came crumbling down. And then we talk about in there as well where Moses went through the Red Sea. The Red Sea literally split 
and there was like a pathway, a roadway for the Israelites to go through. So we have all of these amazing examples in Hebrews 11, but all through scripture, all kinds of amazing examples of heroes of faith that have this enormous, what we consider enormous amounts of faith. And sometimes we look at those and we think, ugh, I could never measure up to that. And we seem to put our faith kind of on a lower bottom than what other people um, apparently, according to us, have. So we're going to turn to Hebrews 12, and we're going to read verse 1 to 3. And when we do this, we're going to see where our faith should actually come from. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on who? Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured for such opposition for sinners, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. Who are we supposed to focus on for our faith? So that we don't grow weary and we don't lose heart okay so we want to focus on who gives us the faith we can look at other people and think wow they're so great and we can look at our faith and think oh my faith wavers up and down and i just you know it's kind of there it's kind of not we're going to look at hebrews 10 verse 35 to 39 and in the context of this the Christians, the Christ believers, they were, they were Jewish people who turned to be Christians. Christ followers, there would also have been Gentiles, who were followers of Jesus Christ. And persecution was happening here. People were being arrested and, and, and put to death for their faith. And in Hebrews 10, 35 to 39, they are encouraged to continue on even in the midst of trials and tribulations to keep the faith. So let's read th- uh, Hebrews 10, verse 35 to 39. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he promised. For in just a little while, he is coming and will come and will not delay. And but my righteousness, one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So what we need to understand here is the writer is encouraging the believers to have faith that God still sits on the throne. Even in the midst of trials, God is still all-powerful. And that's an awesome reminder for each and every one of us. 
Because here they were people just like you and me. Even though their name is in the Bible, even though we talk about their stories thousands of years later, they were still people just like you and me. They felt pain, they felt hurt, they woke up in the morning and were like hitting the alarm, wishing they could sleep longer, they got hungry, they all were exactly like us. And here they were starting to lose faith because in the midst of persecution, it was hard to continue to press on. And the writer is encouraging them to have faith even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of persecution. Don't throw away your faith. Persevere. Some of your versions might say endure. Keep pressing on in your life. Righteous. Be righteous and live by faith. Here's what we need to understand. In that scripture verse where it says, but my righteous one, verse 38, but my righteous one will live by faith. I want you to think about that word live for a minute. When we look at that word, it encompasses your life, your whole life. It means that we need to walk in a continual journey of standing in faith in God, in our Savior Jesus Christ. We need to learn to live by faith. Not just, I'm going to have faith today, but I can't guarantee I can have faith tomorrow. We need to choose, as Pastor Vanessa said this morning, faith is a choice. And we need to choose every single day to live by faith. Not just once in a blue moon, not when it just feels good, not when life is going good and we're like, oh yeah, I got all the faith that I can muster now, everything's great, I don't have to worry about it. But even in the moments, the trials, the tribulations, will we still have faith? This is where it will, our faith in the Lord and our belief and our hope in some of you and our trust that some of you said will come when the rubber hits the road, when difficult times in our lives hit. How will we respond? I remember when my girlfriend lost her husband at, I don't know, I think they were 52, something like that, when he passed away very suddenly. And she said, never in my life has my faith ever been so rocked as in this moment. So the foundation in us, where our faith is in the Lord, is what is going to help us get through those trying tribulation moments. But we have to live the life. We can't just pick and choose. If we just pick a day when we're going to try to have faith, when the hard times come, it will hit us on a day that we didn't pick up our faith and our hope and our trust in God. And we will fall. We need to be consistent and always live by faith. Holiness and faith, hand in hand, are a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. We can't just choose when we want it. We need to press on. We need to press on our faith. And when we do, we will experience God in a manner that will literally blow us away. So levels, sometimes we think about our faith 
that our faith is smaller than other people. And, and when I look at some scripture verses, I had to kind of like study this one because I, how many times did we hear Jesus say to the disciples, oh, ye of little faith. And I questioned that. I'm like, how can I have little faith that doesn't work, but faith that does work, faith, we're gonna look at this in a second, faith of a mustard seed, it's pretty tiny, but yet Jesus was disappointed in his disciples and would say to them, oh ye of little faith. So let's turn to Matthew 17. I'm only gonna read um, verse 20 to 21, but I want you just to kind of just to preface with the story a little bit. There was a, a dad who his son was demon possessed. And the dad brings his son to the disciples and says, please, can you please heal my boy? And the disciples, I'm paraphrasing, the disciples prayed and they tried. And verse 16 tells us that uh, the father ends up talking to Jesus. And he says to him, he says, I brought my son to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. The disciples tried to pray over the boy, to try to help him so he wasn't demon-possessed anymore, but they had no luck. And Jesus replies to him in verse 20 uh, to 21. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith the size, or as small, NIV says, as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So I brought today, Daryl brought for me because I forgot them. These are chia seeds. I eat these sometimes. Daryl's like, what do you do with those? That's disgusting. Um, So I couldn't find a mustard seed. This is what I got on short notice. So chia seeds, I put them in my shake in case you're wondering. I don't know if you can't really see. I mean, they're stinking tiny. There's one, okay? So I don't know where to put it now. <laughs> okay. Um, they'll just disappear. Um, sorry. So they got mustard seed. How tiny, tiny, tiny a mustard seed is. And in this verse... Jesus is saying to his disciples, y'all can't get over that, I just did that. I know. (laughs) I didn't know what to do with it. What am I going to do with it? I'm not going to get it back in the bag. Um, (laughs) Just pray over it, it'll disappear. Um, I'll have faith, okay? (laughs) Jesus says, because you have little faith. And then he goes on to say, if you have faith of a mustard seed, which is the tiniest seed. It's like a contradictory statement. And this confused me. I'm like, I don't understand. You tell your disciples, even, you know, when the, when the storm on the boat, and they're like, ah, we're going to die, we're going to die. And Jesus is like, seriously, dude, it's like, just calm down. Where's your faith? Okay? Like, he's constantly saying, you of little faith. But now he's telling me that I have faith as small as a mustard seed. And this is where, you know, maybe we get confused and we're like, oh, they have such greater faith than I do. I'm like the disciples, oh, he of little faith. But then Jesus is saying, faith of a mustard, it just doesn't make sense to me. If there's not levels, what is that? There's the, the difference is that we need 
Our faith needs to come out of what you guys said this morning. Hope and trust and belief that Jesus can do it. Why do disciples have little faith or not good enough faith? Because their faith was considered little because it needed evidence that God will do it, that Jesus will do it. They lacked the confidence in knowing. So they were going into it apprehensive. Anybody ever prayed or thought, admitted maybe to somebody, this is way too big for God? Like, even God can't do this. And sometimes we look at our situation and we think there is not a chance that this is going to happen. Jesus is telling them that you need to have faith when you can't see and when you can't feel it. You need to have faith when the evidence of what is to come is not in front of you. The disciples struggled with unbelief. Again, how many times did they question Jesus? Is it really you, Jesus? Is that you? you? You really are the Messiah? Like they lived with him for three, and I'm not, I'm not coming down on them, but I'm saying how many of us are like that? Wow, God, you really are real. Many Christians struggle with this same thing of having belief and faith without seeing it, but just in your heart and knowing that God can do it. It's not good enough just to have an expectation of what God is going to do. It's not good enough to say, God needs to prove his love for me by doing this miracle, and then I'll have faith. We have to believe and have faith even when unseen results happen. Why do I say God prove his love? Because I hear it all the time. Well, God must be angry with me because I'm not hearing him, or he must not love me because he hasn't answered my prayer. Or I, you know, God, God, we talked about discipline, you know, like last week. Somehow we think that we have done something wrong. God does not need to do things for us to prove his love to us. He loves us already. We need to have faith in believing that he is going to do it. Turn to Hebrews, back to Hebrews again. We're going to go to verse 11, 1 to 2. Hebrews 11, 1 to 2. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So when we read this Hall of Fame, this book of faithful heroes in 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 Hebrews, and we can get so like, wow, they're so awesome, they're so amazing. They are literally being commended for the fact that they had faith in what they didn't see. A lot of the people who had faith for things that we talk about didn't even get to see the end result of what God's perfect, perfect plan was. But they continued to have faith even unto death. 
we have the word of God to be able to help and guide us along with this. They didn't have the full book like we have. But they were diligent and had faith in God, believing in what they didn't see. We need to do the same. We have the word of God to help us along. So we need to have hope and assurance. We need to lean on the hope of what is what we don't see, the assurance of what we don't see, and hang in that. Now, if we lose our faith and go by what only we see, Scripture tells us we will drown. And what I have an example of that to explain what I mean, Hebrews eleven twenty nine. Here, we're, they're referring to when Moses took the Israelites through the Red Sea, when this Red Sea split, and all of a sudden there is a pathway for them to get through. And we know the story where we, where we hear where the Israelites, over a million people, walking through, and God made a perfect way for them to go. And when they saw what God did for them, they had faith that they stood there at this water, and as soon as they take a step of faith, it opens up and they're able to walk through. They had a faith in God that, that he is the one who was doing this. Now Hebrews eleven twenty nine says, by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried, focus on the word tried for a minute, tried to do so, they were drowned. The Egyptians didn't have the faith in God like the Israelites did. And it says that they tried to do so. But their faith came out empty and they drowned. We don't want to come up empty in our faith with God. We want to persevere. We want to endure. We want to remember who the one is that gives us our faith, and that is Jesus Christ. It says they tried to do so. Let's not count on our own strength. We're going to go back to Hebrews 12 and read 1 to 3 again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us. We need to focus, get our focus right. Whatever is hindering us, whatever is distracting us, whatever is coming in the way to, to try to chisel down our faith and the sin that easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. We need to endure the race marked out for us. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. In the scripture verse that we just read, 1129, it says that the Egyptians tried to do so. We can't try to do so on our own strength. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And keep repeating that for you. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And then Hebrews 10, 35-39. Go back to this one again. I encourage you to read these ones. If you're struggling in your faith, read these ones. This is encouraging us, trying to uplift us, reminding us. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. 
when you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, keep your faith in him, even if it's as small as a seed, as long as you are believing in what you don't see, believing and understanding that no matter what, Christ is all-powerful. He is able. And walk in that faith, not knowing what the result is, but trusting in God that no matter what, I'm going to have confidence, I'm going to have faith in you, that your plans, your ways are better. That no matter what I want, no matter what I think, I'm going to choose to see Jesus in this. And I'm going to choose to trust in him. You need to persevere. Jumping down to 38. But my righteous one will live by faith. We need to persevere. We need to not throw away our confidence. We need to keep focus. The enemy is going to try to come in and bring all kinds of distractions and, and make you second guess and, and think that God's not able and that's way too big for God. But we need to keep focused, keep living. Remember the constant consistency. Living by faith. Not picking up one day, I'm going to have faith today, but tomorrow I might lose it. When the trials and tribulations come, it will tear you down. We need to choose on a daily basis to have faith. We can choose to have faith in a lot of things in this world. We can have faith in people. We can choose to have faith in our friends. We can choose to have faith in our parents. We can choose to have faith in money, in our job, in yourself and your own capabilities. You can have faith in your church. You can have faith in me as your pastor. But all of these are still human and earthly. We need to keep faith in Jesus. Because all the other ones, at some point, in some way, will let you down. Your friends will let you down. People around you will discourage you, will be offended. How many people have left churches? I'm so offended by what the pastor said. I'm so offended because so-and-so didn't talk to me. I'm so offended because they looked at me the wrong way. I'm so offended because they never invite me over. I'm so offended because I didn't get a call from them. I'm so offended. People will, you will lose them. They can't hold the faith. We can't put our faith in people. We can't put our faith in, in, in the actions of the church. At some point in time, if your faith is not rooted in Jesus, you will come out wanting, you will come out hurt, you will come out offended. We need to have our faith in Jesus Christ alone. It's the only thing that will be the foundation that will hold us strong when things go wrong. There will always be something to try to tear you down. Jesus tells us that in the Word. But if we continue to lean on Him and not allow the enemy to destroy, to distract, to get our eyes off and endure with Christ, we will remain strong. Even if 
It's the size of a tiny little seed. We just need to stay fixed on Jesus. And we're all going to have those moments. We're all going to have those moments where we're coming in and we're weak. We're weak because of whatever the situation is. But as long as we lean, Christ, I don't understand why. I don't understand this situation. I don't even have a clue how you can work this out. And my faith is teeny, teeny, tiny. But if we believe in what is unseen, not like the disciples who are, who are doing things on their own strength, but believe in what is unseen, persevere. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be. Scripture says it. Not my words. It's scripture. It will be richly rewarded. I'm going to invite the worship team to come. Can we sing, It is well with my soul? We need to live by faith. Not by what you see. Not by what you hear. Goodness gracious. Anything on social media and TV, that can knock your faith right down. But we need to believe in what is truth and what the word of God says. That if we lean on him, if we trust in him, if we have faith in him, if we make holiness and faith together, our walk, that no matter how dim and grim life looks, Christ will get you through. He will get you through. There's no levels. This is Jesus. Trust and believe in what is unseen. I'm going to get you to stand this morning. If you want prayer this morning for anything specific, the altars are open, and I would love to just have a second to pray with you. But can we just sing this song as well with my soul? Because it's us choosing. It's us choosing that we are going to believe in what is unseen. We're not going to keep our faith heavy on everything around us, on people, on church. On, on news. We're going to keep our faith on Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's sing this as a declaration this morning. Yeah, you can give God a hand clap. It is Him. Let's sing this as a declaration. It is well with my soul, no matter what you bring, Lord, no matter what the world brings, no matter what the enemy brings, no matter what the all this other stuff brings, I'm going to rely. I'm going to choose to live by the author and the finisher of my faith, Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's sing this together.
and say the words, it is well with my soul. God, I pray for each and every single person here today that no matter what they are facing, no matter what trials they are going through, no matter what questions they may have, that all they need to do is just believe in the unseen, to trust and have faith that you are all-powerful and you, Lord Jesus, are able. Father, I pray right now that you would remind every single person of that today, that you would give them strength to walk the journey that they are walking. Lord God, that they would hang on to your hand, that they will persevere, that they will endure the race, Lord God. Because you have so much for us. When we go and we endure, Lord Jesus, the blessing that will come. We thank you, Father, for your patience with us. God, when we waver, forgive us. Dust us off, Lord God, and get us back up again, I pray. Be our strong tower, I pray. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. God bless the, bless the cake and ice cream we're about to eat, I pray. Help us to have amazing fellowship time together. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go and enjoy some cake and ice cream. Please keep it in the gym so it stays uh, in that area. Invite somebody with you to go and enjoy a treat. And uh, find somebody you don't know. Find some visitors. Make sure they join you. We have coffee. Please go to Watoto at Grayside Camp. There's no prayer here tonight.